This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 449. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 449. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Here we are kicking off a new week here in Seattle for our family. It's the first week of summer. Then he's out of school. All of that should be in quotes, <laughs> like the first week of summer's in quotes because summer's really different. <laughs> the last week of school could be in quotes because the last week of school didn't feel like the last week of school. So many things <laughs> like just are not what we thought they would be. And everything that is unfolded in 2020 just continues to be so, so extremely different than we thought. And I'll say this, some of it needed to happen. Some of it was well, well past due. And I know that many of us are really, really ready to lead the charge and be a positive voice for change and create power for change. And then all of those things on the back end of surviving a pandemic, I shouldn't even say on the back end, we're still surviving the pandemic. So fun, like behind the scenes about this episode, I actually recorded this episode probably a month ago. And it was the topic was going to be the breakdown of self-trust in a pandemic. And then I had to re-record it because I was like, there's some stuff in here that's still completely relevant, but I need to add a whole bunch of stuff to it. And now it's the breakdown of self-trust in 2020. (laughs) And so what I want to say about this year is no matter what your life circumstances are, this year has not been what you thought it would be. I'm willing to wager. And 
when things are uncertain for so long and things are so heated in terms of many belief systems being called into play, many people on many sides of said belief systems, it's really easy to get very overwhelmed, very confused, to feel very stuck, not only feel stuck, but to really feel some analysis paralysis around not even knowing what to trust, who to trust, what direction to go, what the next right step is, how to find your voice, how to use your voice, like all of these things. And so what I want to talk about today is what happens to our self-trust when all of these things are at play, when we're in this world where we are overwhelmed by a pandemic and we're overwhelmed by the Black Lives Matter movement. And both of these things require such critical attention. And we know that we need to stay in action and we know that we need to keep showing up and we know how important this is. And we are constantly questioning the best way to do all of that. And I know it can be extremely overwhelming as we get conflicting information and we have so many people and so many opinions kind of being thrown at us all at one time. So I just want to acknowledge that I know that we're all going through that. And this will be a year that we will remember for so many reasons. And so I want to talk about what the breakdown of self-trust perhaps has looked like for you this year. And I think some of this will resonate with maybe some ways that you've been feeling that maybe you couldn't even quite put your finger on, but it's just been like kind of underlying. And then I'm going to talk about how to build self-trust back up. And so, you know, when we talked about this in the context of a pandemic, it was really around deciding how does one move from one place in a pandemic to another place? And how does one start to reintegrate? And what? how does one start to build back some trust around being out in the world? So that was kind of the episode that I recorded a couple weeks ago. But what I want to add to this is also the breakdown of self-trust when core values are in question. And when we are looking at human rights and the history of human rights and the history of a large portion of our population around all of the Black lives that are we are having to face how horrendously black lives have been treated, black people have been treated in our country for the last 400 years, and all take ownership in that. So there's a lot of breakdown of self-trust in that as well, whether it's looking inward at ourselves and our behavior and our action, whether it's looking at our opinions and how that jives or doesn't jive with other people we're in close connection with. All of this makes us really, really pause and can make us feel very stuck. So I'm going to talk through a handful of ways that you might have felt a breakdown of self-trust for yourself in this season, and then we'll talk through how to build it back up. So you perhaps have felt yourself go into fight, flight, or freeze mode. So this is just our natural subconscious response when our body is faced with fear and we have to react quickly. And so fight, flight, or freeze, you have probably found yourself where you're like, I'm out of here at different points, or I'm going to like stand up and fight in whatever, you know, literal or figurative way that might mean for you, or you're just completely frozen and you don't know what to do and you don't know what the next right step is. And you oftentimes freezing, it can be like in a super acute physical situation. So I'll use an example. When I worked at the psych hospital and I got beat up, that I did not have a fight or flight instinct. I had a freeze instinct. And I, when this, the first time this happened to me, I just completely froze, crumbled to the ground. And this teenage girl was beating me up. And I literally had like no thoughts in my head. I didn't have any thought to like, you should run or you should fight back. I literally just like became a ball on the floor. And so that was my freeze mode. So in that very acute phase, that's what freeze looks like. But when we're looking in a season like we're in right now, freeze might look like just not knowing what to do, not wanting to fight, not wanting to run, wanting to be a part of something, but going into this kind of analysis paralysis mode in terms of like not 
knowing what the next right thing is, not having a level of self-trust around what the next right step is and having a lack of clarity around that. So you, that you might be experiencing that. You also might be comparing yourself to other people and how they're showing up and taking action and surviving and thriving during this time. And so we can see this in, as it relates to Black Lives Matter, and we can also see this how it relates to the pandemic. So we have two different things going on here. We see how people are speaking up on their platforms and they're sharing information and they're taking a stand or not around Black Lives Matter and how they want to be in support of that or not. And then we also, around a pandemic, are looking at how are other people reintegrating into society? How are other people deciding to expand their bubbles? How are other people like going back into public places? What does that mean? Are they doing it right? Or am I being hypervigilant? Or like, what's the right thing? So we have this at play in two different ways. We're also I think often when we are in that place of comparison and looking at how other people are managing things, we tend to be filled with fear, doubt, and insecurity. We question ourselves when we see other people doing things differently than us. And we question, and I think social media just really, really, really pushes this to a whole new level. We, instead of being able to say like, oh, well, that's how they're choosing to manage this. Like, I'm going to just neutrally acknowledge that. Instead, we look at what someone else is doing and we internalize that what we're doing is not good enough or not the right thing or we feel overwhelmed by fear or doubt or insecurity and feel incapable of doing the same thing someone else is doing or deciding whether or not that's the right thing for you. The other breakdown of self-trust that I see happening is I really see that we are forgetting that we have been through really hard things before and perhaps those hard things have prepared us for this phase of our life. And so we are in this place of having to be very uncomfortable on multiple levels as in regards to our children, their school, our core values, the value of human rights, human rights abuses, our mental health, like all of these things. This is huge, right? So we're having to look at all of this and recognize that we were in this really hard area for a long time. And when you're in a hard area for a long time, it becomes very easy to forget that you've gone through other phases in your life where you've been in a hard spot for a long time. And you've been able to figure it out and you've been able to move forward and you've been able to move forward in a way that gave you power and you've been able to move forward in a way that had positive impact and you've been able to move forward in a way that where you were able to be supportive of someone else, be supportive of a cause, be supportive of your family, be supportive of the next right step for you right now. And so looking at how you have been through other hard things in your life that qualify you to go through this hard thing. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood 
understood explains and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Another piece of this is assuming that what's happening in the world right now is happening to you rather than for you. And I want to specifically, you know, when it came to the pandemic, I thought a lot about this because I know in my world, a lot of business owners felt very much like this is happening to me and not for me. This is like crippling my business. And now what do I do? When it comes to what's happening in our world around Black Lives Matter, I think that right now we have a lot of white women in particular, and the research that I've been doing and the listening and learning I've been doing, we have a lot of white women who feel very overwhelmed and victimized by this, that we feel like this is happening to us rather than for us. And so in front of us, we have this massive opportunity to learn. White people, I mean, I just specified white women, but white people in general have a massive opportunity to learn and do so much better than we have done in the past. And what I see happening sometimes in conversations is this perspective around that this is like happening to us. This is hard and it is heavy and it's on top of the pandemic and I don't have the energy and I don't know what to say and I don't know what to do and no matter what I do, it's wrong and like all these kinds of things. And this is a very much this attitude of like, this is happening to me instead of for me rather than looking at like, oh, wow, like I'm in a moment right now where I can learn to do way better. And there's a lot to be said for that. There's a lot to be said for the power behind that and the impact behind that and what, how that can change what is being written about in history books about this time, because this time will be written about in history books. And what will those books say? The other piece of this is that we are losing track of our skills and our power and our voice because we're so overwhelmed by so many things. And so when we lose track of our skills and our power and our voice, 
we lose a lot of power. And so we have this breakdown of self-trust because we have so many things that we're questioning that we forget to lean into our gifts, the things that we're most skilled at. So in my, you know, for me, it would be like teaching and coaching and speaking. We forget to lean into those areas because we feel so overwhelmed by what's happening. And when we forget to lean into our gifts and we forget to lean into our skills and really own those skills and those gifts, we lose a ton of power and we lose our voices. And I had a really great conversation with someone yesterday with a coaching client around this and really talking through how are you going to use your voice right now? And her assumption was like, I'm not qualified to use my voice right now. And we had to look through like, that's not true. (laughs) And so what is actually true? And what are you going to do about that? And it was a really great conversation where at the end she was like, oh my gosh, like I'm so qualified to use my voice right now. I just had to be able to see like that was the most appropriate way for me, the most appropriate means for me, the most appropriate way to use my experience and my skills that I've leveraged over the last like 15 years to decide what voice I want to use right now and decide how to step into my power. We also see that there's a ton of fatigue right now And when we feel this fatigue, we forget that we are people who can keep going and keep showing up in our strength and in our power. And so, you know, when I first started talking about the quarantine and COVID-19 pandemic being a marathon, we've gone from like a marathon to an ultra. And so a marathon is 26.2 miles. And I believe an ultra is anything over 30 miles, but often ultras are like 50 mile runs. So we've gone from a marathon to an ultra and like... (laughs) I mean, we already know that like running a marathon is really hard. Like you have to do a lot to get qualified to run a marathon and imagining like running much further than that is even harder, right? So we've gone from this marathon to an ultra where we're like, holy cow, now we're in two separate pandemics essentially in terms of how we need to make massive change to create safety for global citizens. And this is a really, really big job. So of course, like the minute you start thinking about it, or you get a couple days into like trying to work through a few things in order to be helpful and supportive, you feel really tired and you forget that you are someone who can keep going because when we get to the middle of a marathon or the, I've never done an ultra, but I'm assuming it's similar because I have done a marathon. When we get into that middle place, it feels like the gusto I had at the beginning where I told myself I was going to like do this and I was going to be in it for the long haul, like that gusto's gone. And there still is a lot in front of me, a lot of unknowns. Like, I don't know how hard this is going to be. I don't know how bad it's going to get. I don't know how bloody my blisters are going to be. And I don't know how I will end it, when I will end it, if it will end, like all of these things. Then we forget that we are someone who can keep going and keep showing up in our strength and our power. And going back to what I said before, recognizing that, oh, wait, I've trained for this. I've done these things before and I can keep going. And that's what I'm going to do. And it can be a little bit of keep going every day. It doesn't have to be like a full-on sprint every single day. And I do think right now, some of us are really sprinting to consume information and to become better citizens and better ancestors and better allies, which I think is fabulous. And also, you're going to need to be a better ally and a better citizen and a better ancestor for the rest of your life. And so make sure you are doing these things at a rate and a pace that you can sustain. Because this is not about like how many books can you read this weekend or how many marches can you go to this weekend or how much research can you do and how many articles can you share like today. This is about so much more than that and such an ongoing commitment. And so looking at how you can do a little bit every day or a little bit on a regular basis to be in this for as long as it takes 
which will very likely be the rest of your life. You're also probably feeling confusion around a lack of rules and leadership and so much conflicting and constant news and data. So when we have this overwhelm with information, and again, going back to social media being such a huge contributor to this, when we have this overwhelm around this, it leads to so much confusion. And so our self-trust, we're suddenly like, I don't even know what's true anymore. And I don't know who to believe. And I don't know which way to go. And no matter what I say, like I can't win. And if I decide to do this thing with my child and risk their health by putting them back in childcare, then what happens if they get sick? Or what happens if there's cross-contamination with another family member at risk? Like everything we do feels very, or everything we're doing feels very high stakes. And there's a lot of confusion around the right thing to do. Like there's not a clear path. And so we're just being inundated with information and then having to make a decision like while the fire hose is being sprayed on us. And that is really, really challenging. So we, this confusion for sure leads to a breakdown of self-trust where we're like, well, I'm not really sure and which is right and how do I decide and which do I do next and what's the next right step? And that is just like so mentally exhausting. So we're gonna talk a minute about how to kind of clear some of that up. So hold on, I got you. And then the last piece of this is that there's a breakdown of self-trust right now when we have other people judging our choices, persecuting our beliefs and our values and saying awful things about us and awful things that we are standing up for and awful things about, you know, maybe choices that we made and all these different kinds of things. And so when you have other people judging you in that way, it can be extremely uncomfortable. It can be painful. Sometimes people are super out of line. Sometimes they're trying to help you, but it doesn't feel good. Sometimes you're just not ready to like step into something that you need to own. You're not ready for a teachable moment. You're not open to the feedback. Sometimes you are, but it's really uncomfortable. So we have all of this space also around judgment and persecution and our own ego around that. And that all leads to a breakdown of self-trust as well. So this is a lot of things contributing to a massive breakdown of self-trust in just the last few months, like big, huge events, life altering events that are making us check everything and making us think twice about everything. And that can be very exhausting and it can be very overwhelming. And here's what we need to be really clear on is that we have to build that self-trust back up. We have to look deep. We must acknowledge who we are and who we are becoming and make very conscientious choices around that. So I'm going to give a quick example, and I'm not going to use a ton of details, but there's some people saying some really nasty things about me right now. It's been extremely painful and extremely awful. And for me to take a critical look at all of it has been a breakdown of self-trust and then a rebuilding. So I'm going to tell you what I've been doing and what I see other people doing and what I really think is required. And I've been talking about self-trust actually for quite a while now. I think probably the last six months or so I've been talking about it in different ways, but I think it's been really interesting going through this own personal experience around this that I've had to really look at my own self-trust. And so it's been, it's always, I feel very helpful to all of you when I can use my own personal experience to speak directly to how something is working for me because it makes it, I think, all the more impactful and just, it's like more top of mind and I'm able to be a little bit more of a critical thinker around it. So the first thing I wanna say about rebuilding self-trust is that I want you to be able to take dedicated time to connect and identify with your core values. So 
some of us don't even know what our core values are. Like they're just some words. <laughs> like you're like, I don't know, like love, kindness, compassion. <laughs> just pull some of those out. Like, and not that any of those are wrong or bad, but we haven't spent time actually like clearly defining what they are. So I actually went through an exercise. I have a new group of tenacious mamas who are amazing. Shout out to my tenacious mamas. You guys have just been phenomenal to kick off a new round of tenacious mamas with. And we did a core value exercise last couple weeks ago. And what was great about that is it actually, because I was teaching core values, I pulled my core values up. I hadn't looked at them in a few months. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. How am I living in these core values right now? And how do I need to adjust these core values right now? Like, what do I need to add and upgrade? And so last Monday's episode, I talked very specifically about the core values of the Shameless Mom Academy. And what I talked about was you know, the values that this company is built on. And when you are deciding to support this company, here's what you are standing behind. And I talked about that in, you know, in depth, if you want to go listen to that episode. But what was great around that is it reminded me of the power of my core values as a filter through which I can make decisions. And it was interesting to me looking at that and recognizing, oh, this is how I'm showing up. This is what I'm doing. This is what I like. I'm showing up imperfectly. And I'm becoming a better listener and I'm open to learning and like all of these things that I hadn't even recognized that I was doing as a means of trying to learn from an experience. And I was like, oh, I'm doing these things. This is great. And then I looked at some other ones and I was like, oh, and here's where I could step it up a notch. And here's some things I need to add. And so this is a really interesting time. And this, I would highly encourage you to do this as a family or with your partner or just by yourself if you don't want to like take the time to organize folks, (laughs) but just to write down a list of core values that gives you clarity around who you are, and who you're becoming right now. Because I can tell you when I looked at mine, there was a couple little small tweaks that I made that just made them, that upgraded them to where they needed to be in current times. And that was significant to me. And sometimes these little tweaks are really important. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This episode is supported by Nutrafol. 
Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, you are not alone. Thinning hair is normal, but it's not openly talked about, so it can feel lonely and frustrating and sometimes even embarrassing when you're going through it yourself. Join the over one million people who are doing something about their thinning hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over one million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Oh my gosh, I am a heavy shedder, so if you are a heavy shedder or if you are someone who's wanting to thicken your hair, I definitely want you to try out Nutrafol. I have loved using it myself and I know multiple other people who've used it and have found great results. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. To get started, you can take their hair quiz on Nutrafol.com, which will give you a personalized health plan based on your special root causes. Nutrafol is committed to helping you identify root causes of any shedding or hair loss so that you can really start to rebuild healthy hair in a way that is customized to you. So take the first steps to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code SHAMELESS. Find out why 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Go to Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SHAMELESS. Nutrafol.com, code SHAMELESS. And so I want you to look at those core values because here's the thing. Once you have those core values in front of you and you can look at them as a lens through which you can make a decision or a lens through which you can decide that you know where you're going because you know the values you're standing in, it really dramatically shifts how you take action. And it dramatically shifts how you decide to use your voice. And it dramatically shifts what you're going to say when you use your voice. And that makes a huge, huge difference. So I really encourage you rather than trying to decide like, well, should I do what person A or person B is doing on social media? Or should I send my kid to this or camp or not? Or like all of those things, look at your core values and decide when looking at these five or six core values, now how do I make the right decision for me or for my family or for the situation right now. The next piece of this, how to build self-trust, is to look for deep inspiration in a few trusted sources. And so we are being inundated with suggested resources all around Black Lives Matter and all around the pandemic and all around everything right now. And I want to encourage you to pick a couple trusted sources and go deep because otherwise you are living in constant overwhelm. So pick a couple trusted sources that you know are reliable and valid and go deep and take time rather than rushing through a million things. Really take the time to listen and learn in a deep way in a couple directions or with a couple resources. Last week, I talked very specifically about what you can do and like where you can, as it relates to Black Lives Matter. And if you want to talk or listen specifically around like pick one book, and I gave recommendations last week, like here's one or two books to start with. Here's one podcast to start with rather than like, here's 30 podcasts that you can listen to, which is just completely overwhelming. So look for deep inspiration in a few trusted sources, and you will really start to be able to hear those voices and connect them to your own core values and allow yourself to make choices with that in mind. Next, identify what you need to feel safe right now. So what you need to feel safe as it relates to everything happening in the world. There's a lot of things happening in the world. What do you need to feel safe right now? There's things that I need for my family to feel safe right now as it relates to the pandemic that are not in alignment with some of the families around me. So I'm listening to what my family needs right now. 
I know right now for black women in our community to feel safe, I've been having conversations with many of you. And I know what you need to feel safe right now is so different than what like the white mom down down the street needs, right? So what do you need to feel safe? And listen to that. Listen really closely to what do you need to feel safe? Because your safety is really, really important. And so listening to what you need to feel safe, because safety and security is a basic human need. So you can't get into a place where you can listen closely and clearly around your own self-trust if you don't feel safe. So where are those places you can feel safe? And there might be places where you're putting yourself on the line. Like you all know, I say very opinionated things on social media, which often does not feel safe. But I also have safe places that I can return to where people will hold me if I get completely persecuted for the things that I say, you know, in support of Black Lives Matter or in other areas as well. Next, find a purpose that adds meaning to your days. And so what do you need to be doing right now that adds meaning to your days? And I will say that like, you know, a month ago for me, that looked really different. A month ago for me, it was like creating content for my community and making space for myself by taking walks. And now it looks a lot different. Now it's like <laughs> listening to an audiobook. you know, I'm actually re-listening to White Fragility right now. So listening to White Fragility while I'm making dinner and that's adding meaning to my day. So it looks a lot different than like going for a walk and listening to like a comedy podcast, but it's adding meaning to my days because it's helping me feel like I am working towards something that is going to make me a better leader and that's going to allow me to have greater impact. So looking at how you can find a purpose that adds meaning to your days. My husband, I think I've used this example, is learning to play the guitar and it is like what he lives for right now. So what is the thing that you have that like just gives you that moment to like refocus, re-engage, reconnect to yourself to be able to even have those moments to listen inward? Next, this is such an outstanding quote from Austin Channing Brown. So Austin Channing Brown was on Brene Brown's podcast last week. Brene Brown's podcast is called Unlocking Us. And they were talking about Austin Channing Brown's book, I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. And the interview is fantastic. Like every single word of it. I cannot recommend it highly enough. So like when you're done here, go listen to that next. It is so outstanding. But one of the things that Austin Channing Brown said that I immediately, I was actually walking when I listened to this and I stopped in my tracks and like opened up a note on my phone and was like, okay, like you need to remember this. Part of building back self-trust is belief that you can be a good person and that you can do better. So right now, many of us are in this place of feeling really defensive, but I'm a good person and people don't see that. And I made a mistake, but I'm a good person. And don't you know, and that wasn't my, my, I had good intentions. And like, this is a lot of white lady lingo that I'm hearing in different circles. And Austin Channing Brown so graciously was like, yes, you are a good person. Like, we're going to let you be a good person. That's fine. And also you can do better. And those things can coexist. And how powerful is that, that they can coexist? Like that's actually really freeing that you can be a good person who has great intentions and still completely screws things up and you can do better. And there's a lot of permission in that really gracious statement. So I want you to think about that you can be a good person and you can do better and those things can coexist. And if you allow those to coexist within you, how does that impact your self-trust? And does that allow you to start rebuilding? And then the last thing I'm going to say about rebuilding self-trust, and this also came from the conversation with Brene Brown and Austin Channing Brown, is that one of the things that I don't think we see modeled is practicing standing in and staying in uncomfortable conversations. So I think part of this discomfort and lack of self-trust that we feel is that we do not 
the circle of women that I have been raised among and the circles of women that I have been mentored by and like all circles of women that I've been in, we have not been modeled practicing standing in and staying in uncomfortable conversations. So what I was modeled was like avoid confrontation at all costs because it's just really uncomfortable. So just avoid it. I was raised in a household where there was like no arguing, no screaming, except for me, the instigator who would argue with and scream with my sister. In the coaching world, you know, I've had business coaches for the last 10 years and very repeatedly I have seen in the people I have been mentored by and in other coaches and colleagues who I've worked alongside that when there are uncomfortable conversations, they shut them down and they walk away or they shut them down and they persecute the person who started the conversation. And so what I'm really focusing on in building my self-trust back up right now is practicing standing in and staying in uncomfortable conversations and recognizing that that is part of the process of being a good person and doing better. And I think that right now, when it comes to discomfort, we go into, and I'm going to circle right back to the beginning, we go into fight, flight, or freeze mode, and we avoid standing in and staying in the uncomfortable conversations. And so while I understand that this is often the least desirable option (laughs) to stand in and stay in an uncomfortable conversation, I also want to encourage you that in doing so, you create the opportunity for so much growth and so much change and so much healing and so many layers of impact and so many layers of momentum and growth in relationships and in leadership and all these different things. And so I want you to really challenge yourself to own this idea that you can be a good person and you can do better, as Austin says, and then use that to practice standing in and staying in uncomfortable conversations because the world requires of us right now to stand in and stay in uncomfortable conversations. And that might be the most valuable work we can do in 2020. It also might be the hardest thing you do in 2020. So I want to remind you that you can be good and you can do better. And I want to push you to really dial in those core values, understand what they are, recognize them, and then use those core values to be a filter through which you decide to take action in a way where you trust yourself because you know who you are and you know who you are becoming. And that is clear to you. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for being here. And if this did help you or you think it could help someone else in your circle, please do share this episode. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. 
Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.